<laughs> no, I leave it strictly for weddings now. That's it. Weddings. Yeah. I get, I get a little loose, and then that's it. You know, like, it's game over. I'm going to spin on my head for, like, five minutes and regret it for two <laughs> And then his neck's going to be hurting the next day. Yeah. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to head spin a whole new hairline, bro. It's going to bring your hairline back even further. <laughs> that's actually why it betrayed me, man. It was so mad from all those spins from back in the day. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, 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 no, that those, those sounds were great, man. Like just, oh man, just being like the hip hop scene here in Monterey with all you guys, man. I just remember that. Just, oh man, so good, good memories. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And of yeah. course, Marlo, how, how long have you been tattooed? Actually, you you've been a huge influence in the community uh, through your art for for many years, uh, from starting in your garage to working your way up to having your own shop. Home studio. Home studio. Okay, okay. okay. Home studio. <laughs> We're starting at your home studio, and now you have your very own shop. Uh, and you know, again, you know, you had many people in and out of your shop, and you know, tell us a little bit about your background, so the people who who don't know you. Well, I, I actually uh, didn't want to get a tattoo. I was kind of forced into it. My husband and his family. Um, pretty pushy. They tried for like my, my especially my husband, about five and a half years, tried to get me into me. And I've been this my whole life, so that wasn't the issue. It was uh, the whole idea of tattooing somebody with blood and all this kind of stuff. And mm. so when you're a hypochondriac, it's kind of hard to envision that you're touching people's bodily fluids and stuff. Yeah. So at first, I was I kind of was I, I shied away from it, and then one day he brought a kid home and. I tattooed the shit out of these. Uh, <laughs> I did three honey developments. I did one a day. And I saved that shit for like months. My house smelled like rotten. Rotten. <laughs> on uh, day four, day four, I tattooed my husband. He was watching basketball or something, sitting in the living room. And I just went to town on his leg. After that, I was hooked. Now, I think I used a shader on his whole leg. <laughs> <laughs> For me, and then once I got my groove, and I, I try to, you know, venture out. Some of the shops out here were kind of like, uh, what's the nice word I can say? <laughs> Not accepting. How's that? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So I just, you know, and I'm pretty competitive. So I just, you know, I just kept going at it. Uh, went out of town, uh, got some influence from other artists who took me under their wing, and I just went from there and got into. Uh, Earthbound started out as just as uh, you know an artist there, and then my friend decided to move on, and my husband just jumped on it and bought it. So it's been six and a half years now we've owned it, but it's been pretty, pretty. It's been a pretty good ride, you know. It's in the beginning was rough, but you know I'm pretty resilient, pretty tough girl, and I just put pull through, and here I am today, about fifteen, fifteen and a half years now. Fifteen years, fifteen and a half years, and. That's, That's a, dope, man. That's dope. Because, and it seems like your husband played a big influence in everything that, like, that I wouldn't be started, tattooing like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't be tattooing if it wasn't for him. So I give him all the credit. Now, he, he's pretty humble when it comes to that. He's, he usually is in the background. He only pops up if something kind of goes down or somebody acts up. Then all yeah, of a sudden, yeah, you yeah. see that. <laughs> <laughs> Regulators. Yeah, and anybody who knows my husband knows you don't play, so, you know. 
<laughs> but he usually stays yeah. in the background. What kind of challenges did you have being a female in the industry? Well, you know, you deal with some sexist shit, you know, mm-hmm. you know and male egos, you know, because you're coming in. Uh, it's a male-dominant industry. Let's just be honest. So you definitely have to have a skill set. And you have to, you definitely have to be strong. You can't be the type of woman that just falls prey to some of these guys. You know what I mean? And so if you fall under that type of uh, person, um, you kind of just get run over. You know, you got to, you got to be tough. You got to be strong. You got to hold your own, but you also got to have a strong skill set. If you don't have that, then you might as well just, you know, hang it up. So you have to, first and foremost, you have to have the skill. And then from there, you got you to gotta just tough it out. I mean, that's just from a, pe- a female's perspective. But, you know, like I said, I'm going to push over. So, you know, it was tough in the beginning, but I used that to feel that flame. And so here I am today. Yeah, Orlando, I feel that. What kind of struggles did you have to deal with, like, coming up? You know what I'm saying? Like, as a young dude, how'd you, how'd you, how'd you make yourself excel to be, have your own shop and all that, like? Oh man, just uh, just staying quiet and uh, ruffling the right feathers. That's it, you know. I mean, when I when I first started, like you said, man, I already came from an accomplished situation, you know. Like I was like the world's okayest uh, the world's okayest break dancer. So you know, <laughs> you, you know, like this, and and that comes from you know, like having that hip hop battling, you know. Like every day, it's just like, oh, someone said that he's better than you and this and that. So, you know, like you do show up, you know, like that's kind of like the wrong ego to show up with when you want to start tattooing, you know, when you're like in your early 20s and all of a sudden you're like, oh, what's up? Like, who's who's here? You know, like who who says that they're better than me? You know, because that is like the hip hop mentality, you know, like the battle rap and the b-boy. Yeah. So I really, you know, one of the biggest hurdles was like literally to to destroy my ego for the first time you know like just walk in and be like i don't know nothing about this you know and uh also you know like doing you know the little graffiti on the notebooks and stuff like that in high school yeah, yeah. and uh you know like yeah you know you 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 de- definitely you know if you if you have that artist background and you feel accomplished in one thing you try to bring it into another and you're like oh crap man like because tattooing is a totally different game you know um i i can't compare myself to the to 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 the shit that females have in the industry you know like i mean they have to have my hurdles and then some so it's just like it's it's wild man like i've i've always had my shop be a number one for female shop like hey i'm I'm gonna treat you like i would treat me you know i'm not gonna disrespect you i'm not gonna think you're less than me i'm not gonna think you're i mean on the contrary I love the power that women have in tattooing when they get past all of those hurdles and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, I'm a female tattooer. People seek that out. You know, they love that, you know, and I'm just sitting there going, man, I could have done that tattoo so sick, but they chose her because she's, I got to, I got to deal with that. You know, like, that's cool. You know, like, because it, it is, it's like one of those things where it's, it's, it's dope, you know, like, I mean, I trained my kid's mom how to tattoo, you know, like that, that's a hurdle. Well, on the flip side of that, just to kind of add to what he said, um, yeah, sometimes the women get chosen, but sometimes, like in my case, they come in, they think Marlo's a guy, and they'll walk in and they'll say, hey, I'm looking for Marlo. Is he in? 
Oh. <laughs> I just like, she, she is right here. Oh, shit, you're a woman. You know, I get yeah, that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, and talk about rustling my hair, man. My hair is already curly. When that situation comes up, is it like, yo, let me show you what the fuck I can do real quick? Or right? is it like, fuck yes, you. They do. Like, you know what I have to I'm, I'm not trying to be vain or anything, but yeah, yeah you have to be yeah. confident. You have Hell to. Hell yeah. But you, uh-huh. but you know, your work has to also be on point. So uh-huh. if you're a shitty, if you're a shitty tattoo artist, but you're still boasting about your skills, you know what I mean. You know, there's an imbalance there. So you know, you gotta be mindful. Uh, I learned to stay humble and my work speak for itself. But yep. there's times when somebody comes in the shop, and especially a male, and they're demanding. Like I had a guy come in one time and said, "I got seven hundred dollars." He threw this picture on my desk. He goes, I want you to do that. And, and uh, I want you to do it today. And I was like, uh, no, no, and no. <laughs> and he looked at me and he was like, what? $700. I said, brother, that's not going to cover your line work. You give me 400 more. That's your line work. And then you come back next time, bring me eight, and it will finish you up. He's like, fuck, that much? I go, yeah. So he left. And as he was leaving, he called me a fucking bitch. Oh, <gasps> oh shit. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> and he turned around and you know all my clients were like Marlo Marlo I was like oh my god what did I just do now you know what I mean he got me he got me and I was like and I'm next to some hair salon so a lot of women come in and out yeah. so here they are they see this big ass Hawaiian chick running outside and like fuck you, you know? <laughs> hey, they know there's an issue something's going on like yeah, so you know, sometimes that happens and not often but it does happen because they, they think they're entitled they think they can manhandle you and tell you what to do no but that's why i'm saying for women who come in this industry uh they cannot be weak you cannot you can't have that mindset that you have to listen to every single thing they say because sometimes they're being manipulated Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so they have to be mindful of pick and choose uh you know what who they who they who they want to mentor under and in fact you know it's up to the person who mentors them but with women you just like like orlando said you have your obstacles, but then you tack on more for women. So yeah, I feel that's yeah. like a lot in a lot of male-dominant industry. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. like in the music industry, being a mm-hmm. female in the music industry, you have to prove yourself. Yeah, you know, and not be a pushover and be confident at the same time. And don't use your sex appeal or your exactly mm-hmm. use your mind and your skill set. Yeah, that's, okay. that's how I feel. Don't use your, that's your respect, physical bro. body to attract that. You use yeah. your, your art. And your knowledge and, and you're smart. You make mm-hmm. smart decisions. That's what it that's how you do it. Stop. So your character too, you know? They can see mm-hmm. right right away your character and who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean I've 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 noticed that a lot, you know, like uh that, you know, like a lot of female tattooers, you know, they will generate that whole like, you know, like sex appeal to to, mm-hmm. you know, make up for, for the whatever they feel even even at times, like I mean, I've, I've I've known some females where I'm just like you're phenomenal, telling yourself more than your art, you know, and uh, and I think that in a way sometimes those those girls they tend to forget that that their success is what's sexy, you know, right. like, and I'm gonna I, I'll be the first to admit the unpopular general opinion about female tattooers. They're smoking it, man. Like they are they are smoking dudes left and right when it comes to tattooing, like. I, I say that, you know, like, 
the the oppression is more of an insecurity you know? because I got tons of female tattoo friends, you know? I mean, like like I said, my kid's mom's an artist, and I'm more of the lifting up of, of the female, you know? Like, I mean, I'm a special case. I didn't grow up with a dad. I have, I, you know, a house full of women, so it's it, like, you know, I see the empowerment of women. I know what women are capable of doing. I know, I mean, you know, my mom came to this country you know, she already had a, a university background, you know, like education, and then she flipped into like, uh, you know, cleaning rooms at hotels. You know, she started all the way back at the bottom and built herself all the way back up. So I know that, you know, like I know what females can do. They, they get down, and I think that when it is a male-dominated society, like tattooing is, uh, it, it's like the inconvenient truth. Like, not only are you going to get shown up, you're going to get completely like let up. You know, because there is, a, like a, you know, like there probably has been a suppression of like females, you know, because like Marla said, you have to be tough. And some of them, they just want to do art, you know, like they don't want to deal with that grit. They don't want to deal with like, you know, popping someone in the face if they touch your titty, you know, like or something in the tattoo shop, you know, like because in the old school days, those were the females that, you know, that were cutting the, you know making the cut you know the ones that would not put up with any of that male dominated shit mm -hmm. now it's a little different i mean tattooing is like evolving and i think it's beautiful i think it's great you know so i'm down i dig when, it I when, when did it. you guys get your first tattoo were you you got youngsters and slash did it? Oh. Uh. <laughs> i didn't get my first tattoo until last go. year tell you that much <laughs> I don't even have five. any. I was like, <laughs> five, I think. And I was scared as fuck because my parents are very conservative Hawaiian. Yeah. And I was drunk, though. And it was my friend's idea. You know, when you walk out of a bar, that is, it's not a, the wisest thing to have a tattoo shop next, like, four doors down, you know, after you come out. <laughs> my friend, she's like, oh, look, open, let's get a tattoo. And it's the first time I ever called her a bitch because I got the tattoo first. And she goes, you know, I'm a school teacher. Maybe I should rethink this. It's like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go home and show this to my fucking parents. Fucking crazy. It was like maybe two inches. It was a little lizard that I picked off the guy's lawn. I was so drunk. I was asking her, I said, bro, are you like Santa Claus's cousin? <laughs> <laughs> And I think he was just pissed at me. And I, I can't tell you, I wanted it on my left leg, but pointing to my right leg. So he tattooed that shit on my right leg and uh, just to get me back. But yeah, it was like maybe two two inches. I think I held my breath for like two minutes and it was done. I was like, yeah, it was it was an awful experience, but a memorable one. Is it still there or did you cover it up? I actually got a traditional um, traditional tattoo, a, a cacao Hawaiian version, mm. uh, like a band to wrap around it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, so it kind of sort of covered, but, you know, it's a traditional tattoo, so it's not like you, uh, modern machines today where you can actually, you know, work your machine. The, mm. the tools are different. So you can still see it, but um, it's not an eyesore anymore. What about you, Orlando? Your first tattoo, what was it? And is it still there or did you cover it up? Nah, man. Uh, you know what? My first tattoo was the beginning of my sleeve. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I gathered up like 150 bucks back in the day. And, uh, you know, I mean, when I, when I 
you know, when all my friends started getting tattooed, that was back in 1996, 95, 94. So they just needed a, somebody to sign. And most of the time, like, it was like a cool uncle or even like an older brother, someone just came like, you know, so uh, a lot of my friends were getting tattooed. Uh, I, I too grew up in a conservative household. My mom's Mormon. So, you know, I grew up Mormon and, uh, you know, she thought that that was just like not the jam, you know, to get tattooed. Um, so when I finally kind of ventured out on my own and got the roommates, you know, when you're like fresh and 18, 19, you know, uh, I remember uh, Sean from Creative Visions was the first one to tattoo me because he used to tattoo on my boys. And, uh, and it's actually a funny story because I've drawn tattoos for all my friends that, you know, that they took to him. Uh, and one day he was just, you know, basically telling me, you know, Hey, who did this drawing? And I was like, I did. And then he just looked at me and was like, you did it? I'm like, yeah. And, he's like, ah, 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 and he just laughed and took off. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was just like, it's like, you know, I guess I didn't fit the mold or something. I don't know. But he just like cracked up. And then that's when I started picking his brain about it. That's actually how I got my start, you know, because I was in the shop and he laughed about my artwork. And um, then, then I set up an appointment. I was just like, he, he told me, he's like, how are you going to be a tattoo artist without any tattoos? So, well, let me make an appointment then. But, yeah, <laughs> I was young, man. Uh, that was actually, you know what? That was my first professional one. When I was about 12 years old, growing up in Seaside, you know, everyone wants to get the, the, little, uh, the little Seaside Pride tattoos and stuff like that. And uh, I, started, I started with, like, the little S, you know, like the stick and poke. Yeah. And... Uh, I only got to like yeah, two like little dots. That right here. <laughs> yeah, I got to the two little dots, you know. Like, and then, I, and then after that, I was just like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like I felt, I felt like Miklo getting his like, you know, his like freaking uh, <laughs> blood in, blood out. Um, yeah, man. So that that was actually probably the print was like right here, but it's covered up now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like all of our stories are similar. My first tattoo was I was 18 and I drew it and I was working at the mall and I was like, I want to go get a tattoo. I'm 18 now. And mm -hmm. so I got one. And of course, it's, you know, it's early 2000s. So it's the tramp stamp. Right. And um, my we, my parents just moved to a new house and my mom's Buddhist. So she had the monk come and bless the house early in the morning. And I didn't know you're not supposed to, you know, cover your tattoo because it stains your sheets. So I'm sleeping. My back of my tank top is up, so the tattoo showing, and the I didn't know the monk is coming by to bless the house. Of course, they go into my room, and she didn't know, and it's right there. And <laughs> I, I heard, I heard about that. I yeah. heard about that. You have the monk right there, my mom right there, and tattoo and a tramp stamp right there. <laughs> like, oh geez, I'm gonna hear it. <laughs> was that a funeral? <laughs> and, uh, my, mom, my mom was. Sitting in, uh, well, like one of the, you know, what the feelings first before the funeral? Um, the aunties were all like yeah. congregated in a room and this gust of wind blew up the skirt. And my mom, she had like x ray vision. You know, Hawaiian moms, they say your full name, you know, they're pissed, you know. And your full name is probably hella long. Yeah. Get your butt over here. I joked around a lot. It made her mad because I was joking. She goes, get your butt over here. You know, she goes, you know, you weren't born with that. You weren't birthed with that. 
I was like, Ma, I can't take it away now. I'm stuck now. I said, let's just, just be in the moment, Ma. We're here. <laughs> but we had a whole discussion later that night with my dad. And if anybody's seen my dad, he's just big Hawaiian man. And he's like, well, let's talk about that too. I'm fucking 25. I was like, Hey, but does, doesn't your dad have some some tattoos too? Oh, he doesn't. Well, he has a dot, like a little small dot from a from a surgery, but that's it. But he actually sat in on a client. Oh. And he scared the client so bad. He was like, "Bro, you trust my daughter?" <laughs> <laughs> poke, she poke you with plenty needles, bro. You sure? You're <laughs> <laughs> not helping me, dad. <laughs> the guy I was I was doing a back cap on the back of his leg and so he kept you know trying to turn around and I was like, <laughs> yeah. you're okay don't worry don't listen to him but... yeah, let's give a shout out to whole mana though <laughs> yeah I'm rocking the shirt I'm rocking the shirt there. Right on. oh nice right on they have those full sleeve uh, temporary tattoos. Have you seen those? Some people do. They buy. I found. I saw it on Instagram. They had it. It's like a temporary tattoo, full sleeve. I wanted to buy one for my daughter and prank my parents. <laughs> She's only ten, too. You know. <laughs> do it. That'd be funny. I can't so, prank. what would you, what would you guys say is like um, your favorite style or something that you you specialize in? Go for it, Marlon. Uh, well, primarily Polynesian, but I do all kinds, you know. I kind of, uh, for me, it's like, if I know I cannot do something, uh, I refer. Like, I've, I've referred a lot of people over to Orlando or, you know, other artists that I feel like can do what some people ask for. You know, I think uh, that's the other thing with artists. You have to be confident in yourself to be able to refer people to other artists that you know do better, right? Because you, you can't be perfect in everything. Yeah. You have to know what you're good at, what you're capable of. You know, it's yeah. good to challenge yourself. So uh, for me, it's mostly Polynesian, but I do a lot of floral work, uh, a lot of henna, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. But mostly people come from all over for Polynesia. It's a trip, though. It's kind of like small, like, you know, we're like, we're small. A31's kind of small, right? So it's like the tattoo industry is probably super small. Does everyone basically like know each other, kind of know what everyone's doing? And it's like, yo, if you want, if you want this, this uh, portrait, go fuck with my dude over here. Don't, you know what I'm saying? I can't fuck with that. Go fuck with my dude over here. Or is it like, is that unity there? Like in the industry like that out here? We're or not know me and uh, another friend, Noah, we've, been talking about because it's been the three of us that's been kind of uh, advocating for uh, tattoo shops to open in our area. Yeah. So you know, you you build that uh, connection. But for me, I re I actually reached out when all of this started. Uh, I reached out to like twenty plus artists, and the only response I got was from Orlando, uh, Noah, and a few other people. But they they haven't been proactive. The ones that have been proactive has has been Orlando and. Uh, Noah, uh, he owns Herbalites, and um, that's pretty much it, you know. So I would say not here, yeah, yeah. not in this area. It's, but, got, it's got good potential, yeah. You know, it definitely, yeah. it definitely has good potential. Uh, you know, like, like 
I think it's a lot of it's a lot of fragile ego and it's a lot of a lot of beefing, you know. Like I mean, shoot, you know, like I'll be the first one to admit it, man. I'm tough. I'm tough, you know, because I'm a goofy dude, you know. Like when it comes to like joking around and having a good time, so I'm like, ha ha, here's some good times and some jokes, ha ha ha. All right, now who's gonna clean up? And then everyone looks at me like. Oh, you're kidding. No, you're serious? (laughs) Oh, oh, I don't know. So, it, you know, it's like kind of, you know, I kind of have to work on that. But there is definitely, you know, like for me, you know, like there's been a lot of dudes that have worked in my shop that are other places now. So now they're like, you know, like about me. And then, you know, but it's just like it literally is. It's, it's, I think for me, so it's more so that I really, uh, wanted to pretend like I was a little bit busier than I actually was, you know, as far as social, you know, you know, social interactions go. So, you know, that's the, one of the blessings of COVID, you know, like it makes you kind of get introspective and be like, you know what, I need to actually extend a hand and be like, what's up everyone. Like, you know, and, and then, you know, like you do develop like a, you know, like, I mean, I'll be the first one to say like Marlo was one of our first emerging leaders in like this whole movement, you know, like, I was like the one that was like, so what's up, you know? And then Marlo was just like, yeah, what's up? And then like, she kind of took the torch, you know? Like, and then like, we just like, after that, I'm just like, I'm so in, man. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm here, man. I want to be Yeah. Like to elaborate what he said, he's correct. But you know what? We grow up too in this business. We also learn from our own mistakes, mm-hmm. you know? And those who can learn from their mistakes are the ones that are going to better from it, I feel, you know. I mean, I'm not perfect either. I have a pretty tough personality. And, uh, I'm a, a no-bullshit kind of person, so I'll call you out, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I like to joke around too. But I, I, I have to be conscious of how I do it because, like him, sometimes I'll joke around, but then business is business, yeah? So that's how I lost a lot of apprentices because... Mm-hmm. You know, I would, I would, uh, and, you know, it takes, it's a lot of work for us as uh, mentors to take these people on because we already have a busy schedule and you take added people on and you're trying to mentor them. And they're usually young, you know, they're in their early 20s and stuff and they're eager to go, but a couple of months in, they start falling short, they get too comfortable, and then they see the other side of Marlo, you know, yeah. <laughs> and then they're talking to everybody else, like, why is she so mad? Well, because you ain't doing shit. That's why, you know, we can joke around. But at the end of the day, you got things to do. You're not an artist. You're not a tattoo artist yet. You are a, an apprentice. As such, you do what I tell you to do. Then like, we that's play. So, to me, like... You know, we got to, you know, for me, I have to sometimes step back because I do have a strong personality. And other artists have told me, sometimes, Marlo, you can come off a little scary. Oh, what's not my you know? <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it, but I've learned that, okay, I need to be a little bit more subtle so mm-hmm. because they are intimidated. So that, yeah. That's the thing, They're though, intimidated. is, like, where's where's that borderline where, like, where, where you can, like, judge a person where they like they want to be an apprentice, right? And it's, like, when are they doing it for the clout or are they actually doing it for, like, the love of the art? You know what I'm saying? It's, like, sometimes people just want to mess with you because of your name, right? And it's, like... Right. Like how, and that's the way. Like when, with being that hard person, right? Isn't that the way to kind of weed out the people that are like, absolutely, yo, they're just doing this for clout, like just, just to be like, yo, I fucking tattooed under Marlo, bruh, like, yeah. But you know, at the same time, if they feel wrong, you're gonna hear that fuck Marlo, you know. And if it comes back to me, 
I'm like this. Do, 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 do. What the fuck did you say? You know what I mean? <laughs> Check her straight up. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I don't beat around the bush. So if you're going to talk about me, rather than say it to somebody else, if you have a complaint, you bring it to me. Mm-hmm. But everybody tells me it's hard to talk to you. Well, because you're so intimidating sometimes. I was like. But maybe people shouldn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, if you got weak skin already and you're an apprentice, you know, I'm just trying to get you geared up. You know what I mean? It ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. Uh, yeah, no, like, I mean, and I, I really think that right now that's kind of like a virus that we have in tattooing, you know, to add to what Marlo just said. Uh, I think that there is definitely a weakening in, you know, like, I mean, there, there's, there's been times where I've had to like pull somebody out, you know, like that's been working for me. And, like, and no, 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 like you know, just like pull them aside and like have a conversation with them. Okay, okay. And I'm just like, yo, you're fucking up, or I need this to be fixed, or or this or that. And I'm having a serious conversation with them, and they're kind of like looking at me like, uh, and then all of a sudden in their head they're just like, fucker lander, you know, and. And, you know, like they get so sad instead of being like, OK, this is a learning lesson. Like maybe he's right or or, you know, like let's, you know, everybody, no matter what, there definitely is a, you know, I'm I don't like to be too, too traditional when it comes to like apprenticeships or or being like the shop owner. But for fuck's sakes, man, like Marlo's the shop owner. She deserves that level of respect. Mm, I'm yeah. the shop owner. I deserve oh, that. Yeah. You know, like you you own a business, too, you know, yeah. like. So, I mean, like walking, I mean, can you imagine walking in going, hey, man, how come no one sweat? And then they're like, why don't you sweep? You know, yeah. you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you're supposed to be vouching for these people, right? You're, no, the, you're the one who's vouching for them. So right. and then if, they, if they're going to look bad on you, then right. it makes Correct. you look bad. You're, you're exactly right. And the other thing about that, too, is they get too comfortable. Like, mm-hmm. what I tell people is whatever issues you got going on outside this shop stays outside this shop. When you come in this shop, you focus on your art, you focus on studying, you focus on what I teach you. You're going to take that machine apart and you're going to tell me what every part of the machine is and you're going to put it back together in front of me. And you're going to tell me how you put it back together. You know what I mean? But sometimes what they do is they bring their personal stuff into the shop. Girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, right? I'm having problems with my girlfriend. Fuck your girlfriend. You know, it's like, you're here. You do it yeah. Even when I get into it, my husband or my, you know, my family, it's like I shut, I shut it out. Yeah. You have to because you, you got clients relying on you, mm-hmm. right? So if you bring that anger and that emotion into your tattoo, sometimes it can reflect in what you're doing. Oh uh, yeah. So I yeah. try to train them to leave that outside. So when you come in here, this is your art zone. This is your zen right mm. here. Focus on that. I don't want to hear your girlfriend fucked up and slept with somebody else. Sorry. <laughs> you know, when you come in my shop smelling like, you know, like you just finished drinking from a long night. You know what I mean? Brah, yeah. you right out the door. And just like Orlando, I've had to pull mine out. I was like, and my other artist in the shop was like, oh, Polo, you were a little hard. Well, you know what? This is my shop. When you own your shop, you'll have to do it. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. we, we have expectations because eventually this person is going to go elsewhere, wherever he decides or she decides to go, and you want them to have the best tools. And there, I mean, you got to remember though, like back in the old school days, like I mean, that, that's kind of like the thing is just like tattooing has still that that mentality. It just doesn't have the tools anymore. You know, like I mean, there's still some hot. 
like some hot cities where where you know tattooing hasn't changed you know like where if you open up on somebody now like whoever it is that's already open is going to walk right into those doors look at you hit you with that bolo take your keys and they're like my shot now and you're walking out of town you know like you leave everything behind like you're just like well maybe i should have shook a couple hands before i came into this town you know now especially in like monterey it's such a like peaceful place i mean yeah we can verbalize and be like yo man like that's that's bad dude like you shouldn't do that i mean now even like we've had you know certain artists that they're just like tantruming and they're like you know what let's open that because we can do so much better and that's why you end up with like a million shops because everyone's got that thin skin they can't take it uh you know they can't take somebody telling them because in their mind they already think that they're better and, you know? and, to add to, and to add to that they can open a shop but it doesn't mean they're good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they're mediocre yeah. it's just that they're pissed off at the previous owner and they think it. they they have people whispering in their ear like fuck that shit man you bad you know <laughs> well no you're not but okay. they're just based actually off know, of IG it, comments yeah the proof is in how well your shop does yeah you mm-hmm. know if you're sitting there waiting for walk-ins then obviously you got something going wrong yeah. How you market your shop, the work that comes out of your shop, and I don't know what else, you know, it could be a, a, a multiple things, but when you own a shop, you know, it's not easy. You know, you have different uh, aspects of a shop owner, plus if you're an artist, you got to add that to that, yeah. you know, sure. that added pressure, so. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's why me and Marla get along so instantly, you know, because you know, we're both we're both kind of cut from the same piece of wood. You know, like we're both goofy. We both like to smile, have a good time. But you know, when shit gets serious, I brought it. And I think that that works <laughs> through through all of this during the COVID stuff and like having to talk to the health department is because I did have that voice. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is cracking, boys? Like, let's get this done. You know, like like why are we sitting here? And there's businesses opening up that we're not able to, you know, I mean, like we're, we're, we're so much cleaner. We're so much more hygienic. We have access to all the stuff. And then, you know, by me vocalizing it, I'm always, I'm obviously going to attract like-minded people. So when Noah and Marlo and I came together, it's because we did share that voice. We shared that, you know, I mean, that level of voice that, you know, I mean. It it made us stronger uh, because the fact that it wasn't just one voice, Mm -hmm. it was, Three really good voices yeah. you know I mean? that have uh, created this, uh, you know, unique clientele in our community, but also a mutual respect. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think back to the people trying yeah. to start up shops; they don't have that respect in the beginning mm-hmm. because of you know um, thinking that they're better, right? Yeah, uh, you got to be. You gotta be humble. Let your work speak for itself. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's uh, I strongly believe in that. Mm-hmm. I always tell people when they start talking, yapping away, and I'm like, and if they can't draw, if I watch them and they just go on the internet and take a picture, you know, and it's uh, immediately just put that onto somebody without a thought. I, I, me personally, I don't have respect for that. Mm. You know, I always tell people you gotta be an artist first. Definitely, you, know, that, definitely. That, you have to have that skill set. Because a person's body, that's your canvas, basically, you know, and I think a lot of younger people, they have that ego. And do you guys feel as if when those reality shows started coming on, you know, for tattooing, it's LA changed. Industry. Yeah, it changed a lot of things. Show, like that, a lot yeah. of people started thinking they can do it more. They started getting more of the ego or anything like that. I, I find that uh, 
people who go out there shouldn't be out there. It makes you look worse than when you were before. You know, there is a guy from Hawaii actually that went on there a few years ago. Oh my God, he was awful, awful. <laughs> He's so quiet now. He actually even over the days wrote a book, you know, about Polynesian tattooing. And even his Polynesian work uh, was not on point. But the fact is, he was representing all of us, right? National TV, and he sucked. <laughs> he couldn't even like, he couldn't even tattoo a fucking cat. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that shit was televised. I was yeah. like, ah. oh, and you that's... know, and then they say he's Hawaiian, right? And I, of course, they're like, Marlo, he's Hawaiian. I was like, so what the fuck? I said, <laughs> I don't know. But he made us look bad. So that was embarrassing. I was so happy years went by and nobody, everybody stopped bringing it up. But you know, uh, people ask me all the time. They send me links. Marlo, you should try. You will never see me on those kind of shows yeah. ever. So. <laughs> I turned that shit down a couple times already. They send, like, I mean, they'll send artists. You know, like, you know, they'll they'll just send artists uh, emails like, hey, you know, like we think that you'd be great for this show or that show or this or that. I just reply. Yeah, I'm just like, fuck, you know, because it is in in, in those shows have definitely helped us out you know like i mean like now we have such a wide spectrum of clients you know like we have a big spectrum because they see the tv showing and they're feeling a little wild and then all of a sudden that you know because it is monterey then the you know like the girls weekend in monterey and then oh let's go and you know like get some cats on the ankles you know and drink <laughs> you know like let's go after the wine tour and you know yeah, yeah. well tat- yeah, tattoos so have has a big yeah, influence like, on roots. cultures you know, yeah, yeah. and it just oh, like yeah, with, roots, yeah. all the different cultures that are influenced by body art, by tattoos. I mean, from music genres to to mm-hmm. Polynesian art and Hawaiian art and then the tribal art, you know, uh, it, it just it's a huge influence. Like the, what's that one Netflix? We were talking about the the was it the Kings of L- L.A. Kings with uh, Mr. Cartoon. Did you guys did you guys see that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kings of L- no, it's L.A. Notorious or something like that. Yeah, L.A. LA Originals. LA Originals. That's the one. That's what it, it, it was actually a really good documentary, and it really shined light to see exactly how much influence tattooing has. Uh, I mean, just just knowing his story, and you know, coming out of East LA, and like you know, and, and going up on tour with all these major artists, and you know, being one of the top tattoo artists in the world, and it, it's just amazing just how much influence that one person has people will fly all over the world just to get a tattoo from him just like with you Marlo, people will come all the way from hawaii or from samoa just just to get a tattoo from you you know it, it's it's a very special feeling to know that that you're recognized for that you know just like people you know i had a guy come from D- dubai and for like three or four months we had going and going back and forth and i guess he must assume marlo was a guy right mm-hmm. well he got lost <laughs> Uh, he calls the shop and uh, I answered the phone and he's trying to get directions. And I'm like, trying to, uh, hold up, baby. I'm talking. Huh? Oh, he said my head is crooked. <laughs> Sister said my head is crooked. Hold on. It's the hair. Uh, but he, uh, now he, he said I got a heavy head. Hey, no, I'm not commentary, okay? <laughs> <laughs> what's okay. up, Billy? Yeah, what's up, Billy? Everybody say what's up. 
so anyway, um, yeah, so he walked up and he, he sees me and he goes, uh, is, uh, I'm looking for Marlo, is he in? And all of a sudden he heard the tattoo machine stop and the windows slowly creep open. Cause if you know me, you know my personality, right? I'm looking at him like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm looking for Marlo. I go, oh, I'm Marlo. And, and he stands and he goes, uh, he goes, uh, you're a woman. I was like, oh shit. What I'm like, where, where is this thing? You're a woman. And he puts these very like, you know, like, dramatic with his hands and stuff he talks with his hands and he's like he puts his hands on his hip and he's like this is this is unusual i've never been tattooed by a woman i'm like oh shit (laughs) well i'm a woman so what's up (laughs) (laughs) you know in my country you know women you know the women they don't uh you know do this this and i said well you're not there but are you in america so you know it is what it is but you tell me i said you want to do this or not i said and he goes oh no this is I'm gonna go back to my country and I'm gonna tell my people I was tattooed by a woman. They won't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, for it, three or four months. And I didn't even think to mention because, you know, I don't think people, you know, they're from, I guess, other countries don't assume maybe the, the whole masculine, feminine yeah. O and A, you know what I mean? Uh, how you how you say it. so maybe if I said Marlo, he would have okay. But my name is Marlo, right? Yeah. So, but you would think they would research, you know, or look it up or something, you know, beforehand. Well, it's funny, well, funny because I just assumed he was, you know, in the in the U.S. So when I was uh, emailing him and say, "Hey, yo, man, uh, here's my number. Just hit me up. You know, we'll talk." He goes, uh, uh, "I would love to, but I'm in Dubai." And I thought Dubai. Was in- I was like, where the fuck is Dubai? Is that India? Like, oh. <laughs> I was like, hey, I was, I'm from Hawaii. We don't know much about that stuff. So. <laughs> cool story. But he ended up being a pretty nice guy. In fact, he he would bring his wife out of the country about once or twice a year so that she was free to be who she wanted to be. You Yeah, he actually turned out to be a pretty, pretty, pretty nice guy. So sad. And he paid very well. So. <laughs> Dude, like in, in like places like Dubai and stuff like that, like you know, to add to the the, the her being with, yeah, man, like they, they there's certain little parts of the Middle East where women can drive, and and I kid you not, like in like I, I don't know if it's Dubai, but I know that it's in, in, in like there's certain little cities where it's a little bit more more free, you know, like it's kind of like a. Like their type of Vegas, you know, where like all rules are off, you know, as long as they're still kind of covered. And yeah, you see like just women like pinning it in Bugattis and they'll just like the dude, like their dudes will buy the Bugatti for the weekend and then they'll just abandon it. Like (laughs) over in the UAE, there's abandoned luxury cars everywhere. Like they're literally getting eaten up by the sand. Like, I want to start some business where you pick those up and then bring them over here, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take one. Let me get one real quick. One for you. One for you. One right. for you. Just <laughs> order the crazy. I just, you know, crate feed, you know? Like, all right, you know? Yeah. Just fulfill those dreams that we had when we were all 16 trying to create Japanese cars, you know, all the way over here. Oh. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I got a question. Um, I know you guys been really active on, on the movement as far as getting tattoo shots back open with COVID-19 and everything else is with the reopening of California and, and all these, you know, like we mentioned before, barbershops just open, uh, nail salons are still closed and, you know, a lot of ladies out there want their nails done. Uh, talk about that a little bit about the movement that you guys have been putting forth and, and how much impact you have because Marley, you've been going crazy on this whole thing. You know, once you, once your voice opened up, man, it, it just, you know, your voice is going to get heard. And between you guys and, and the movement that you guys have been putting out forth and, 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 you know, you got a meeting with the health department coming up. So, uh, shine some a little bit light on what you guys have been going through throughout this whole time. Of, of being out of work and trying to get back open. Um, it's a lot to. I, I couldn't tell you all of it in this time, but it's quite a bit. Basically, it's trying to uh, explain to them that tattoo tattooing isn't just what you hear tattoo, mm -hmm. right? It actually helps people, right? Right. We're trying to convey to them that it's a healing process. People use tattooing to heal. Whether spiritually, oh, yeah. whether mentally, whether whether physically, a lot of people today use tattoos to help them get over things. Mm -hmm. um, in my case, I can speak for myself. You know, people dealing with like PTSD or uh, <clears throat> dealing with uh, the loss of a family member, or you know, some people try, uh, overcoming suicide attempts. You know, the the list can just go on and on. And of course, you have your good stuff where people have a child and they want to. Um, you know, something to honor their, their baby or things like that. So I think people who don't have tattoos don't understand the industry. So what we were trying to do is get them to understand that it goes beyond just the actual physical tattoo. You know, it's the time that you spend with these people to get to know them. Yeah. And believe it or not, we're not licensed therapists. We're not psychiatrists. We're not psychologists, but we have life experiences, mm -hmm. right? And so our own personal life experiences, uh, and sharing our our backgrounds with people have helped people in, in my case I have. so uh it goes beyond that and then you know it's our livelihood yeah you know and trying to tell people that you're taking away from our children feeding our children putting a roof over our family things like that when they themselves are either working remotely or they still have their physical job that they go to right mm -hmm. we don't yeah. You know, obviously for, you know, health reasons, you know, you, you're not supposed to tattoo at your home mm -hmm. or somebody's house, whatever. Right. But, you know, I don't fault any artist for doing that because, you know, if you don't have uh, unemployment, if you don't have a personal loan, if you don't get all of these things, you're kind of shit out of luck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you can't ask your family because everybody's in the same position. So what do you do? You have to do what you have to do. Mm -hmm. um, but most professional artists, if they have to, because sometimes I've worked in a hotel, you know what I mean? I've gone back home to Hawaii and worked out of a hotel and had people come over. But we have just our, our methods of cleaning and stuff. So we take that with us, right? But at the same time, I wouldn't recommend it. But, you know, you, you do what you have to. Yeah. So just trying to yeah. instill in them that we're, after, we're not dumb. We're not, you know, we're not fresh out of jail. We're not, you know, we actually are pretty educated people, but we have, uh, you know, we just have a different job. Mm -hmm. So several counties throughout California, Monterey, Santa Clara, uh, that I know for sure have been announced that they're going to be reopening more on the 19th. And I know you have 
a meeting with the health department before they they got to go, go over all the guidelines. Now, we don't know what those guidelines are, uh, but what are some things that you're anticipating as far as what they're going to expect before they actually give you guys the green light to fully open? Uh, they're going to expect that. Uh, um, they're going to expect just like, you know, the regular, the regular things that we have to go through, you know, like blood board pathogens training updates, uh, you know, making sure that we're using the proper disinfectants We're you know, that we're going to, you know, be using single use needles, uh, you know, things that you guys already do anyway. Things that we already do, yeah. you know, like, I mean, all, our aseptic practices are just like, you know, just over the top because they have to be, you know, mm-hmm. and we, we're, we're, you know, we're thinking, you know, like in the tattoo industry, we don't, we don't err on the side of, of, you know, I mean, we err on the side of caution more because, you know, we, we would rather be mistakenly overcautious than, 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 you know, than what, you know, what the consequences would be if you, if you lack. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, like we're wiping everything down and stuff like that. Now the new protocol is going to be that, you know, like we have to, you know, wear the face masks and do appointment only. There's not going to be a communal uh, waiting area. They have to wait outside. They only come in to get tattooed and walk out. There's nothing really, you know, they're taking like, in a way like that little social aspect where, you know, where there would be like some sort of interaction, you know, and, and uh, yeah, you know, like just uh, making sure that we, you know, everything gets wiped down, that gets touched, you know, I don't think that they're going to allow us to 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 have public uh, access to the restrooms anymore. So that's only going to be for the you know. And then uh, we also have to monitor ourselves. We have to make sure that we're you know we're yeah. free. We have to make sure that we're capable of working and that we're not spreading stuff like that either. You know, um, you know, like there there definitely is a certain degree of of greed in a percentage of everybody, you know, like, I mean, whether you're, you know, like a cash register lady or, or you know, or, or a cop or something like, I mean, you got to get that paper, you know, you're going to have to work. And if you don't, if you don't go, Hey, you know, remove yourself, you know, and, and have that responsibility. I think that that's, that's the number one too, you know, mm. make sure that you're cool. Make sure that your clients are cool. You know, like it, it's, it's beyond, you know, I mean, we're, we're thinking, we're always brainstorming and thinking like, even now, you know, like with, with what we're doing, you know, it's great because now we have Marlo, I and Noah have this, you know, little connection where, where I could easily be like, yo, I found the PPP over here at this price, you know, like where, yeah, yeah. you know, like we, we it, it's easier for us to get ready, you know, like, and, and there definitely is these little, like, like these little shop owners in the cut, it's like, you know, like they don't want to, they, they, it's like they, they text Marlo on the low, they text no on the low, or they text me on the low, just, just because, you know, whatever it is, they're like, hey, what are you guys, what are you guys going to do with this? What are you guys going to do with that? You know? So, yeah. And like, I mean, like we're, we're getting ready, you know, we have to put all the, all the signage up basically, you know, which is a trip, man, because I don't want to have no like lunatic talking about how I can wear a mask and then like, you know, try to, Awesome stink, uh, yeah. you know. So you got to take uh temperatures for the yeah. come in and all that too. Okay, yep. all of that. the hand sanitizer, all of that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man. Yep. That's so crazy. I mean, you know, and we already uh, are con- cautious because we're dealing with people's blood. 
Yeah. And no matter, even though they fill out a release form, not everybody's going to say I had hepatitis or I had, you know, TB and <laughs> you know, I got this, you know what I mean? It's like, so we already put ourselves out there because yeah. of that, mm-hmm. right? Risk already. Right, correct. And so when you're like Orlando said, you know, we already take all those precautions. We already do that. To go into COVID, we're already ready. We're ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just we gotta add extra shit now. You know. And is Goggles. that gonna fuck with you guys too? Like wearing a mask like all the time. Like like some sessions are gonna be a long ass time. That I'd be wearing that shit for like when I'm driving or just wherever from a grocery store. That should be fucking with my ears already. I'm just like, man, that's <laughs> fuck. Like, I mean, we don't have a choice. It's our livelihood. So you know, you yeah, you that's true. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully, hopefully, you know. Uh, Within a few months, you know, we can start to kind of like eliminate that stuff, you know, and get back to some normalcy, whatever that is. But first things first, we got to get you guys open again. We got to get you guys going. Did you guys sign the the petition? I signed it. I did. I signed it. I signed it and shared it. I signed it and shared it. And we wouldn't be right if I didn't, you know, support both of my tattoo artists. You know, I mean, it wouldn't be right if I didn't, you know. Especially right before their episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So w- when do you go into the health department? I'm going tomorrow. <clears throat> I'm, t- I'm tired of playing phone tag. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going there. I mean, just take oh, take a so take a page out of the protest. It's in protest season. We might as well just all just. Every one of your your clients should just go up there. That's what I was going. Let's tell everyone to go over there right now. I got a protest. Shoot, I'll do what I have to. But I already, I already got a target on my back. I don't care. You know, it's for the betterment of all of us here. I'm not doing it just for myself. This is this is for all of us. You know, the community, regardless of how some artists feel or you know, that's on them. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, me, Orlando, and Noah can go to sleep and say we did our best, right? Absolutely. And so that's how I feel. I, I could really care less what others feel. or uh, We're doing this for the betterment of, of our community, uh, you know, for tattoo shop owners, for artists, you know. Um, and hopefully yeah. it shows up-and-coming artists, you know, and... Um, and it shows the ones that haven't been proactive that makes them think, well, maybe I should have did something, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if this exactly. ever, if something yeah. ever, ever happens like this again, we might possibly get more people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and I, uh, I remember in one of the first meetings, I think I, I think I, uh, yeah, I think it was the first meeting where we're, you know, when we were there with the health department. I, I remember, I don't know where I, where it came from, but I just remember saying. Hey man, like I think that we all need to come together and work towards this common goal so we can mm-hmm. get back to the normal, not liking each other. Yeah, you know, like and then everyone <laughs> was like, uh, you know, because I mean, it, it's, you got to call a spade a spade. You know, like it's just like it, it just seems like that, but now it doesn't. You know, because there is like you know, I mean, there is a lot of personalities in tattooing. There's a lot of dudes that are introverted, really good dudes, just can't talk. I, I talk to, to, to more people, like more people's wives, you know, the wives are like, yo, Orlando, what's up? Like, do you know anything about the opening? Like, what can I do to help? Like my husband's over here. Like, you know, we're over here doing this. We're over here doing that. And then, you know, and then they even go, Hey, you know what? My husband would have called you, but 
he's kind of an introspective dude, you know, or I mean, not introspective, but introverted dude, you know, like he's, you know, like he doesn't, he's not really the talkative type. You know, I'm over You're here. You're exactly kind of, right. You're exactly right. I've been getting the wives that call. You know, and I, and I get that. And, um, uh, even for me and my husband, even when we have to deal with stuff outside of our shop, I'm the one that talks. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I, I understand that. I totally understand that. It's probably also because they want them out of the house. You know, they've been quarantined a little too long. Like, we need to get out the house for like four hours. Go get go get yourself a tattoo. Oh, refrigerator open. Yeah, that's probably what my, my space now, you know. <laughs> my kid's mom was smart. She quarantined at her parents. <laughs> I think my husband's ready to kick me to the shop. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys made a huge, in the last couple of months, more so in the last couple of weeks, but you guys really been making a big impact with what you guys are trying to trying to do. And, and, and you know, not just for you guys, but for all tattoo shop owners and artists. Uh, has anybody from outside of the Monterey Bay community uh, has been reaching out who has been going through similar things and showing the same support and in you know trying to build up for their community as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're we've been in the industry for a while. Yeah. And uh, so you develop relationships because you know you, you either connect through uh, social media or if you travel or whatever the case may be, you make those connections. So uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we were all we were all, we all are in the same boat, right across mm-hmm. the world. So of course you're gonna connect and ask each other, hey, how are you guys doing over there? You know, of course I talk to my friends back home in Hawaii, you know, or even here, uh, you know, all along California and stuff. Everybody's just kind of like touching bases. Hey, how are you guys doing? Any word? You know, you're just trying to you're reaching for whatever you can. Yeah. Because obviously our state and our our, our local counties aren't doing shit. You know, they're mm-hmm. not communicating uh, or answering the questions. They're either vague or they don't answer. So what do you do? You reach out to your community. You reach mm-hmm. out to your fellow shop owners and artists. So, yeah, absolutely. You reach out. You connect. So before we open up, before we end the show, why don't you guys tell people how they could support, what, what's the links that they could follow into how they could support your guys' movement in reopening tattoo shops? Orlando, you want to say anything? Um, how, how can somebody support, um, shoot, man, like call, call the, uh, call the health department, call Dr. Moreno, you know, like call, call it, call all those cats, you know, like, I mean, it, we're noticing like we are in a, uh, in a transition of birthing where we're making, we're making this world what we want it to be. You know what I mean? Like with the protests and with, I mean, like voices that have been so silent for so long, you know, like. And you, so, I mean, the power of, of the power of a phone call, the power of, of being like, hey, man, this ain't right. You know, like it's, it's actually being heard, you know, like and, and like a thundering sound, you know, like so, you know, like right now. I mean, shoot, man, if, if, if we want more Hawaiian food in Monterey, you know, like we can just talk about that, too. I'm all about that. You know, uh, like, you just heard about Kiyoki stuff. I mean, no, but seriously, like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta just join together as a community. You know, we are tattoo enthusiasts first. Then after that, you know, like and, and I need it. I need to emphasize this right now 
to all the clients and tattoo enthusiasts, look at us right here. You know, we are a tattoo community, you know, like you can talk to us anytime, you know, like Marlo's clients always welcome to talk to me about how to do this and that, you know, like there is no beef in tattooing, mm. you know, like there isn't, you know, like, I mean, there is some dudes that I would probably pop in the mouth, but then I'd invite <laughs> them to the beer. You know what I mean? I'd be like, all right, I'm going to hit face. Let's go get a beer out, you know? I'm not as nice as him. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, oh, like, so, so there is, you know, like there, there definitely needs to be a more organized community. I mean, you go you go to another city and I'll go guest spot and Marlo can, can, can say the same thing too. You know, like we'll go to another city and, you know, you sit there at a tattoo shop and then your, your, your homies are like, hey, let's go see Roger down the street. And then like you literally walk a block down the street to another tattoo shop and you're like, what's up, Roger? And then he's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, just putting it down, just like you, you know? So, I mean, you know, like, I think that that there is a lot of, te- like, I mean, I've even approached people like, yo, like, you know, like, is that Marlo's Polynesian work? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, all weird because they know, they know who I am, you know? And, or they'll even hide it, you know? Like, I've had people that, I mean, I've even had to go out of my way to be like, damn, what Marlo added to my tent is sick. And then they're just like, oh, oh, you like it? <laughs> you know? Like, dude, like, you know, like, if, if, it, if it looks cool, I'm going to give it props. If it don't look cool, I'm going to be like, I didn't teach you then. You know, like, you need to come back and take a couple more lessons. You know? So, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, just just use your voice. Uh you know, some of the websites would be the, the links that we have on our Instagrams. You know, that's the yeah, first one that's in the big. Yeah, go to our, we start the page uh, on Facebook. Um, you can check that out. Uh, let me get it. So we can put that out there. Also, uh, change.org. We have, we still have that petition out. And you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to stop the flow because I don't want them to think that, oh, okay, we're done. They're not going to hear from us. We have to keep voicing. That's yeah. how change happens. Yep. Right? Yep. And, uh, and we can't just stop here. I realized uh, I was telling the boys, I was like, we have to advocate for our community. You know, we have yeah. to, I realized, you know, I, I never knew so much about local politics until this. Seriously. And, and, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> you learn a lot, you know, and you learn a lot about how people view your industry. Mm-hmm. In our case, I learned that there's not a lot of respect. You know, and it's a misunderstanding. They don't know us. And so, you know, we invite them, come to our shop, come check us out. You know, it's like you can't judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I have tattoos on my face. And so some of the people who wrote comments were like, oh, my God, she's tattooed on her face. Duh. You know, so we have a page. It's called Support Local Tattoo Shops. And I even included piercing and uh, permanent uh, makeup artists. I wasn't is trying it, is to. Is that on just... Facebook? Yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, support local tattoo shops slash piercing and PMU. Um, I wasn't, you know, I wanted to show the rest of the community that uh, us tattoo artists, we care about your industry as well because we're all affected, right? Oh, yeah. And then you can go to um, change.org and we also have a, we still have that petition going on. Uh, Let me get that for you. Um, yeah, so if you go to change.org, there's a petition, allow tattoo shops uh, to open. And, you know, uh, just for the, what, four or five days we started, we actually got over a, a 2,000 signatures. Wow. So that's pretty good. 
for Monterey. Wow. You know, we're a small area, but we reached out. We just got on our social media pages. You know, we reached out to, and you know, the hashtags help a lot, right? So you hashtag the shit out of your your post <laughs> that reaches, you know, you know, IG land and whatever. But um, yeah, and just go to our pages. We'll update, uh, especially me. I'll I'll try my best to update what we can. Uh, like I said, uh, we built a really good uh, relationship, uh, Orlando and Noah. Uh, so you know, we're definitely gonna stay in touch and uh, you know, just keep this this going and advocate for you know our industry and mm. yeah. So just support not just the, your local artists, but support the industry, support tattooing, uh, because we do a lot of good for the community. You know, we it's not just about the tattoo. It's about uh, what you gain out of it. If it's yeah. something that helps you to heal. So that's probably the most therapeutic thing I've ever done was get a tattoo last year. And it was like, Yo, yeah, we need to keep doing this. So it's cool. Mm-hmm. And one thing I do know, when we do reopen up, we need to have a big grand reopening party. Oh, we already oh, talking about that. <laughs> you know I'll be there to DJ. Oh, Me and Nita will be there for sure. Well, I'm already like, you better be like ready. Oh, like, we ready. It's like it's a go. It's yeah, all possible, yeah. When we were talking uh, through the text messages, because we have a little text message, a like group texting. I was already dropping that hint. I was like, hey, does anyone know how to cook a pig? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, dropping then he, the hits, dropping the hits, you know? Like, hey, what's and up? Then, like, and then he was like, you know, we'll invite the other uh, shop people, shop owners. I was like, uh, Marlo, you can bring some Samoans. And so I was like, you know, yeah. for security. We <laughs> <laughs> got your cousins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Orlando, tell them our hashtag. What, what, what was our hashtag for? Uh, what, what did we say? Poly, what? Poly essay something. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh the, the poly essay guy movement? <laughs> poly essay guy movement. The poly essay guy movement. Noah's our. No, he's our, driving our force. He's, a, he's our over six foot white guy. You know, like they get things done. You know, like whenever it comes to politics, you got to have at least one over six foot. Yeah. White guy. <laughs> it works, though. It works. He's our co-signer. You know, gamut of the world. You got your Hispanic, you got your poly, and you got your, you know, American. Yeah. American. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, where's Noah's shop at? Where's he? Where, where's his shop at? Uh. Noah's shop is called Harbor Light Tattoo. It's on Abrego. Okay. We got to give him a shout out too because he's been putting out just as yeah, much work as you guys. Yeah, and so no, definitely got to give him like, a shout out. Like, he's one of the real ones, man. Like, I mean, yeah, definitely, you know, like, uh, he's definitely one of those dudes that we, we are definitely excited to, to, mm-hmm. to you know, have like this link with. He, you know, he puts it down. He, he keeps his head, you know, he keeps his head down. And, you know, his ears up, you know, like, and, and that's the best thing that you could do as a tattooer, you know, yeah. no beef, handle it quick so it doesn't get out of hand, you know, and, and, and just like, you know, reach, reach a hand out instead of a fist. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, you know? Unless if you so, give him yeah. a dap, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh, you gotta do the elbow now, though. You oh yeah, you gotta, oh, you gotta, get, you gotta give the. the... Uh, you gotta do the. Uh, you gotta do the demolition man. You gotta, you gotta give him the weenus tap. You gotta give him the weenus tap. <laughs> give him the demolition man. Wait, hey, that's still not social distancing, right? You just gotta do it from a distance. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta yeah. do. The, we gotta do the kid and play dance with the toe taps. Yeah. Oh yeah, the toe tap thing. I saw the soccer player do the toe tap. Yeah. That's well, right. 
We are going to wrap things up. It's been a pleasure having you guys you know, on the show, on the 360 Chop Shop Podcast. Let everybody know where they could follow you, where your shop is. So when we get things open, they're going to come see you guys to get tattoos. Go for it, Marlon. You go first. Okay. Uh, you can find me, Marlo Lua Alemana, uh, on Instagram, just like that, at Marlo Lua Alemana. Uh, we also have a Earthbound Tattoo page on uh, Instagram. Facebook, Marlo Lua Alemana. Uh, email, Lua Alemana, oh, wait, Earthbound Tattoo Studio at gmail.com if you have questions. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty out there. I'm sure if they just Google my name, it just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, and for me, it's just my name, Orlando Ferrone. Uh, that's my Instagram. Um, you know, I got the Facebook too, Orlando Ferrone, uh, Iron Crown Tattoo on the corner of Foaming Drake and Monterey. Uh, you know, I can uh, be reached through the Iron Crown Tattoo uh, Gmail as well. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's ironcrowntattoo at gmail.com um, or just the Instagram sites, you know, typical stuff. Same thing, Google us. You know, it's it's the tech yeah, world, so, man. You got many oh, computers yeah. in hand, you know? I got so, address, shop address we're in sand city uh 490 orange avenue sweepy right behind each okay okay <laughs> and, that's uh, the seaside california <laughs> seaside sand city same thing <laughs> um and I'm, I'm over at 380 foam street sweet c in monterey uh right across the street from schulte park where bums like to play with their poop <laughs> <laughs> oh no real talk before like, i got a funny story i had this dude working with me one time and then he just like he looks out the window and he's just like you see that shit and i'm like what and there's a little picnic bench on the you know at the park literal and shit. there's a couple and uh and they're just you know like fooling around a little bit kissing and stuff like that i'm like yeah he's just like that's straight fine and i'm like no it's not he's like yeah dude for real look go look and I'm like he looked out there and then he like literally stood out there and then this guy's just getting them cheeks. Like, <laughs> oh, you, you see it all. And I'm not kidding, man. We see dudes playing with their poo poo. Like, oh we, like, we see all the crazy stuff. Out there. <laughs> all the crazy stuff. That's the place. That's our entertainment. You know, like, yeah. if it is, if it is go slow. It's, I mean, it's rare that we're slow, but when it when it does uh, get a little slow, we'll go out there and see what the bums are doing. You know, <laughs> and we might, you know, catch a show or something. Yeah. <laughs> Catch them, no, catch the bow fights. We don't, we don't really uh, get that excitement. We just get. <laughs> I just see the ladies with the foil walking around. You know. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? For what? Foil? Yeah, no, because they're getting their hair did. So oh, you, okay, you okay, walking okay. Walking around and you know, like. I thought they were using that satellite. Trying to foil. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, trying to catch a radio signal. Yeah. They're trying to they're trying to catch that five G better. You know? Yeah, <laughs> they're on that LTE status right now. So it's like this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right we're, we're going to wrap things up, ladies and gentlemen. This has been the three sixty Chop Shop Podcast. Make sure you do follow us because we are streaming on all podcast networks we will be on spotify we will be on apple podcast anchor.fm you guys can catch this episode and of course make sure you do follow us on instagram at 360 chop shop and of course our twitch tv slash 360 underscore chop shop thank y'all so much marlo orlando it's been a pleasure having you guys on here and you know what we support you 100 and i can't wait to get you guys open because i need to finish my sleeve i need to finish it (laughs) 
empty. I need to finish it. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, we are done. Thank y'all so much. We are out of here. God bless you guys. Have a great night. Have a great week. Bye.